Well, aloha, good morning and good afternoon, perhaps good evening to you, depending on where you happen to be. As you listen to us either live or maybe by streaming replay or podcast, this is the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Maui, Hawaii. And for those listening live by web, telephone, or Skype, it's 1 o'clock right now on the West Coast, Pacific Standard Time, 4 o'clock in the East, 21 hours, Universal Coordinated Time. Happy to be with you this Sunday and pretty much every Sunday with the Mystery School. Good topic for you today, I think, interesting and intriguing, especially for smart people. <laughs> people who like to think and rely upon their thoughts. We're going to talk about an area where the amount of information available to us for understanding is pretty limited. And that's uh, the attempt to think about how you feel. Using the key of intellect, for example, or reasoning to discern emotional feelings that are essentially unreasonable. Your feelings don't arrive through a reasoning process, and they don't uh, reveal themselves to an attempt to reason. And so we, what we often end up doing is thinking about feelings that do not reveal themselves to us, no matter how often we think, how hard we think, how much problem-solving, deductive, logical, and, and rational reasoning we may apply. Emotions, by their very nature, feelings felt in the body, do not succumb to reasoning. And so what you end up with are a bunch of conclusions that you've made that may or may not be true. In fact, the more our emotions hurt, and the harder we try to use this inappropriate key to open the door, the key, just, the key of logic does not open the door of emotional feelings. And the harder we try to work that, the more negative the mental conclusions tend to be. And then we feel or think that there's something to these mental conclusions, like I must not be good at this, uh, I, I guess I'm destined to feel this way, there's no reason for feeling this way, therefore the feelings should not be valid, but I can't seem to shake them or put them down. How do we learn to speak the language of feelings? That's our topic for the day today. First here in the free forum that goes until about 125 or so. Then, for those who are enrolled, we'll step over to the Ageless Wisdom Premium Training, and we'll explore this in depth from about 1.30 until 3 o'clock this afternoon again, for those who have enrolled. And to enroll, it's very easy. Just go to the uh, primary website here, theagelesswisdom.com. That's my personal web address. The W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. And click on webinars, 
or click on enter and then on webinars. Either way, you end up on the webinar page and you'll see on the left the button that takes you to the free forum and the archives, today's class from 1 to 1.30 and all the others, hundreds of classes, over, over 200 classes there for you for free. And then the button on the right is the premium training. And if you use your ATM card, your bank card, credit debit card, whatever, uh, you can sign up for just a couple of bucks in there, okay? Either for a single class, you can enroll at a deep discount for a quarter, that is a 13-week term, or for the biggest discount, a full year, all right? And... Uh, Again, that takes all of about 60 seconds, so you could even do it now or uh, between the two classes, between this free intro and the premium training. And uh, both are available by replay, so if uh, you're distracted, you're not able to listen today, uh, or you intend to listen and then something comes up, you can always come back. The very same link that takes you to the live class will take you to a streaming replay after the class. And that's an MP3 you could download easily with a single mouse click to your computer desktop. Both this free forum, which is podcast, and the premium training, which, of course, because it's tuition-based, is not podcast, but available to those who enroll. The URL and the password is on the thank you page immediately, after you enroll. If you enroll for more than a week, you'll get an email every Friday or Saturday, a, a day or two in advance, uh, that will have that information. Hey, what's the URL this week for that premium training, and what are the passwords in case we want to listen live? Okay, There's a telephone password and then a uh, listen on the web password. Obviously, uh, only the uh, live classes are available by telephone or Skype um, and the replay as well obviously is by web only the replay you cannot listen to on the telephone but uh, or, or by Skype only the live class can you listen either by phone or web so but you can always come back afterwards, as they say. They're perpetually posted. They're archived, so you can listen by the web or download the program. Right? Okay, so uh, again, that's theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars for more information. And let's talk a little about this language of feelings. It's been really interesting for me anyway and some of my friends in the field, to watch the unrolling in the last 20 years of this whole field of emotional intelligence. It's been determined through a series of studies that started at Harvard University, largely in the work of a man named Daniel Goleman. Uh, I, I think he's probably most responsible for really documenting that there is a form of intelligence that is non-mental, 
that while we may have an IQ, we also have an EQ, an emotional quotient of intelligence. In fact, success, it turns out, we, we now see in many of these studies that have been done and repeated, that your emotional intelligence is at least five times more important to your success, your happiness, and your fulfillment in life than mental intelligence. Your so-called IQ is a fraction compared to the EQ of what you're going to need to be successful. Intelligence is important, but not all intelligence is mental. There is something called emotional intelligence. Well, think about this for a minute. So we're saying there's at least two different kinds of intelligence. I suppose you could argue that there's a physical intelligence. Uh, some people seem to be natural athletes. They uh, are peak performers. Uh, they're always in great shape. They, they have these strong, powerful, athletic bodies, and they never really seem to, to do anything in terms of exercise or or deliberate bodybuilding. They always just seem to be, you know, they have these athletic bodies, and they're really good at whatever, even as little kids, at whatever they try. I, I mean, I suppose we could make an argument for that being physical intelligence. Um, who knows? Maybe we could make a case for something called spiritual intelligence. But today, I just want to talk about our understanding of intelligence as expanding from simply the way you think to include the way you feel. So that we'll talk about the two basic types of intelligence, IQ and the much more important EQ. What is emotional intelligence? Well, again, if we use Daniel Goleman as our source, who's written half a dozen books about emotional intelligence, is on the faculty at Harvard University. He's been around for a long time. Uh, really a, a well-established uh, uh, promoter of this whole field, developer of this idea. He says that there's four basic parts or steps to developing your EQ. The first is self-awareness. Self-awareness is to know who you are, to understand who you are, to honor and respect that besides thoughts, you have feelings, that thoughts are reasonable, and that feelings often are unreasonable. It's not that they're illogical, because there's great wisdom in emotional feelings. They can tell you much more about yourself often than your thoughts ever will. So we don't want to say that emotions are illogical, but we will say they are non-logical. You don't reason your way to an emotion because the emotion did not come out of a reasoning process it seemed to occur rather spontaneously to just be a condition much like the weather 
I think if we compare our emotions to the weather, you know, there are sunny days and there are gray days. And you know how a sunny day feels? <laughs> Emotionally, our sunny days would be those days where we're happy and carefree and feeling good, sort of optimistic and effervescent and quick sense of humor and uh, sort of cheery. But then there are those gray days where you just feel sad or dejected or, or beat up or or run down or lonely or bored. <laughs> Somebody once said, there are no boring lives, only boring people. It's hard for me to imagine being bored, but it is possible people do create that feeling for themselves of boredom. And uh, yet there's so much that's interesting and there's so much that we can do to respond to our emotional feelings so that we can, through understanding anything that hurts emotionally, really lift it to a more positive feeling. Just as we have positive thoughts and negative thoughts, we have feelings that we can describe as positive feelings and negative feelings. Let me do a quick little aside also and say that technically to people in the field, psychologists, psychotherapists, and hypnotherapists, and, and psychiatrists, and social workers, sometimes there is a difference perceived uh, or modeled in the particular paradigm that's being used between an emotion and an emotional feeling. Carl Jung, for example, the V&E psychiatrist, said that an emotion was a response to a conflict, while a feeling was a response to a value. Isn't that interesting? This was Jung's model. It's only a definition. You may say, I like that, or no, that doesn't really work for me. I mean, that's okay. You can disagree. It's it's their emotions. <laughs> it's not a hard science. So, nevertheless, even though Jung said, I'll repeat that, an emotion is a response to a conflict, an emotional feeling, or a feeling emotionally, is a response to a value. Now, having said that, I'm going to move on suggesting that for my purposes, for our purposes here, there's really no distinction necessary. The, an emotion or a feeling or an emotional feeling, from my point of view, they're all pretty much the same thing. Within emotions and feelings, in the way I look at it, uh, we have responses to conflicts and we have responses to values also. So I, I, I don't distinguish between the two. All right? We have a physical body that thinks and feels. That's the trinity in man. A physical nature, a mental nature, and an emotional nature. You might say, wait a minute, didn't, uh, didn't Plato say mind, body, and soul? 
Well, he combined the emotions with the mental nature, as people often do. I mean, you could be a physical doctor, an MD, a medical doctor, or you can be a doctor of mental health and deal with mental and emotional issues. You don't very often have, you know, a emotional health specialist. I don't know of any degree in emotional health. Uh, maybe that's unfortunate. So the idea that your emotions are somehow a function of the mind and that this is a mental health, whether it's your thoughts, your feelings, or some combination of the two, that's all mental health sort of parallel to physical health. So when Plato talks about mind, body, and soul, he's combining the emotional with the mental. And then body and then soul, of course, is a reference to spirituality. If you break uh, mind and body, the mind-body connection, for example, into mental, emotional, and physical, the soul or spiritual self becomes sort of a fourth a dimension or a fourth plane and in a great deal of philosophy the trinity of mental emotional and physical nature in any order physical mental emotional however you feel comfortable saying it is understood to be a correspondence to the divine trinity of father son and holy spirit or father son and mother uh, king, prince, and queen, going back to the ancient Egyptians. And there are trinities in all religions. Hinduism has uh, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and, and Buddhism has Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. Uh, Islam has the beloved, the love, and the lover. Uh, the trinities, the threeness of things is not just Space, like height, width, and depth, or time, like past, present, and future. The threeness of things is found a lot in philosophy. Even the appearance of two is best understood when you go to including a middle way or a third way. So again, the number three, there needs to be a middle in things. Even this or that, black and white, you know, everything or nothing. The two football teams play in a field that's in the middle of the opposite end zones. And so that three comes up a lot. We've done programs in the past, and in the future we'll do other programs on the threeness of things, the, the trinity above and below, the two triangles overlapping, the divine triangle of king, prince and queen, or father-son, mother aspect, father-son, Holy Spirit, is the way the church says it, because, you know, basically sexist, still is. And uh, you can also describe divinity by its function, the will of God, the love of God, and the expressed intelligence of the body of God, the physical universe. In fact, there's your Star of David, the two triangles standing on top of each other, representing the divine trinity and the lower correspondence, the mental, emotional, and physical nature. And then, in a sense, 
as they say, the soul, the spiritual part of the self, would either be a fourth plane above that, between the two, like the sun aspect, between the father and mother, between spirit and matter, between heaven and earth, right? Does that make sense to you? Or that which embraces the lower three worlds, the physical, mental, and emotional. My point in this is that traditionally in philosophy, if not psychology, emotions have always been honored as a very important part of intelligence and conscious awareness. Sometimes they've been glommed together, as Plato did, but not always. It's important to break out. What we're going to discuss in depth in the premium training that follows in a few minutes is how do I develop the language of feelings? And if feelings do not come from reasoning and often are not reasonable, if they're not illogical, but in fact are non-logical, what's the key that we use, if not logic and reasoning, to understand them? How do you understand and thereby resolve right, these negative emotions? And it's through intuition. Intuition is rarely taught. Uh, I, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I really don't know why human beings don't teach their children to be more intuitive, perhaps because not that many adults have ever taken the time to learn how to develop their intuition. But to understand your emotions is to relax and open yourself to light. I'm sure you've heard many times in a spiritual or religious context about love and light. All right. Well, love is the warm feeling of love, but light is the insight, the understanding, the aha, <laughs> the dawning of realization. It may be like the light bulb popping on, like that old archetype for a good idea, Remember years ago, Ford did a commercial for their cars. Ford has a better idea, and they'd show this light bulb popping on. It's a classic and very old archetype. Um, well, I say very old. I guess it can't be older than the light bulb, but nevertheless, older than that would be the dawning of a new idea. You know, the feeling of watching the sun come up and you understand something, wait a minute, it's dawning on me. I'm, I'm starting to see here as there's more light. Or you could just be thunderstruck. It's like the top of your lid opens up sometimes and, man, you just get this whole piece of the puzzle falls in place and now everything seems to make perfect sense. Gosh, it was here all along. Why didn't I see it? Well, because you were groping around in the attic with no light. You knew it was there, but when somebody turned down the light, oh, there it is, it was here all along. Aha, I see. You know, the eureka, the Greek word, I have found it for this idea that just suddenly bursts into your awareness. Well, that's the nature of intuition. <clears throat> 
That's what intuition is. It comes as light. It's a realization. It is a non-logical process. And you need to develop it if you're going to heal the hurt and understand the complexities of your emotional nature. Stop thinking about your emotions and learn to feel them deeply. We'll talk about how to do that. We just have a few minutes left in this free introduction, this first 25 minutes, and uh, I'd like you to consider that this is really brought to you by the people that enroll and subscribe to the premium training. It's only a couple of bucks, but it helps to uh, pay some of the fees that are involved in bringing this to you. So you can thank the people that are enrolled for making this free intro available and all of the other classes that are in our archive under free forum at theagelesswisdom.com. And hopefully you'll join us by enrolling today. Check it out. Just enroll for a single class. And if you like it, then come back and enroll for a quarter or for a full year. You get a nice discount. And it's pocket change in either event. But thank you for your support. And we'll see you in a few minutes in the Mystery School the premium training side. Let's uh, do a quick meditation here before we run over there. If you'll get comfortable and close your eyes, take a few slow, deep breaths and create and sense a feeling of relaxation. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, Create and sense the feeling of letting go. After a few slow, deep breaths, allow your breathing to find its normal rhythm, its natural cadence, and just turn breathing over to the body to do it all by itself. And relax. And feel whatever emotions, whatever feelings you have in your body as if there were physical sensations. You may wish to think of moving your head, or your awareness rather, from your head down into your body and feeling around with your awareness. For emotions, give them color. Give them texture. Give them temperature. If your emotions were music, how would they sound? Listen for a moment. the sounds musically of your current feelings as you feel them. And know this to be the initial stage of developing intuition, a non-logical approach, free from reasoning or deductive, rational thought. 
to simply face your feelings, happy or sad, good or bad. Don't judge them. Consider thoughts about them as distractions. And simply feel the emotions. Practice this. And join us in the premium training in just a few minutes for more detail on feeling your emotional feelings to understand them and resolve the hurt through understanding. Take a big slow breath, inhaling. And as you relax, open your eyes wide awake, back in the room, feeling fine, rested. I put a slide up here that shows you what you'll see on theagelesswisdom.com when you click on premium training, and these three buttons show you what to look for as you enroll either for a single class in the middle, a 13-week term, the button on the left, or for an entire year, the big blue button on the right. For those of you who are in front of the web screen, you can see that picture now. Thanks for being with us. We're going to run over there now. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii.